Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Transform TV podcast series. Today, we're going to be speaking with Jochen Guttelmann, who is the Chief Information Officer of Lufthansa Cargo. Uh, we're going to be talking uh, to Jochen about their accelerated leap into digital, especially during the pandemic. Um, first of all, Jochen, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for being here. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. So, hi, everyone, and thanks a lot for uh, having the opportunity today to give you some insights on our digital transformation. Yeah, I'm Jochen Göttelmann. Um, I'm in charge of the Lufthansa IT, uh, Lufthansa Cargo IT, for about five years now, since uh, 2015. So, basically, covering all IT from our uh, booking pricing uh, processes through fulfillment, flight operations, and finally accounting. Um, before joining Lufthansa Cargo, I worked about 17 years in the financial industry, a completely different industry. Always Very worked. different. Oh, pretty, yeah, yeah. But also extremely depending on the world economy, uh, as you can imagine. Yeah. And uh, um, so always working in IT and, uh, yeah, air freight is fascinating. Yeah, it's so much to do and uh, so much topics still on the roadmap. And I'm really looking forward to give you some insights in the next minutes and talk to you um, on what's on our roadmap and what also have been the challenges of the past year. Well, that, that's what I was just going to say, you know, uh, if, to be the CIO of Lufthansa Cargo on any day would be challenging and exciting, then throw in a pandemic. And I would imagine that it's made your job extremely difficult. Um, now, uh, from what I understand, over the past 18 months, you guys have been going, un, uh, you know, uh, undergoing a significant digitization journey. Could you perhaps tell us a little bit about, you know, this program and, you uh, you know, what you hope to achieve on the journey to becoming more digital? Yeah, of course. Uh, and if I just spend a second on reflecting uh, the last year, which was completely unprecedented for most industry, but as you all know, the airlines have been hit especially hard. Yeah? We have seen some airlines already uh, going bankrupt. Uh, others only uh, could survive, most of the airlines only could survive with major payout packages from their states. So also Lufthansa. And uh, when the virus arrived Europe first in January, we were hit quite early in the air freight division because we had to cancel a couple of China connections and so. And in March, when uh, basically all passenger airlines uh, went completely uh, shut down and grounded. So we were also absolutely unsure about the further development of air freight in the industry. Now we know, of course, that air freight was the backbone of the supply chains worldwide. So initially, a lot of additional transport, even in passenger planes, where we took out the seats just to have more capacity in the main deck to transport personal uh, equipment, protection equipment, masks, and so. Uh, then over the year, we also uh, um, saw a capacity bottleneck for electronics. Uh, every Form was uh, ramping up their IT backbones infrastructures. Um, the economy worldwide was much more stable than most economists really expected uh, still in Q2 last year. And so also there was a huge demand in air freight, um, simply also because uh, passenger bellies were simply uh, yeah. and uh, couldn't transport anything. And so for Lufthansa Cargo, it was, uh, uh, I would say, uh, uh, 
by far the challenge first to keep the operations up and running in the circumstances we all experience, like working remotely, also in critical functions like a flight dispatch and so, where it was completely uh, far from any thinking that uh, at a sudden people work from home on these really critical processes or applications were simply not ready to be uh, accessed from uh, from uh, the home office and so on. So, and I think this is uh, something every uh, enterprise had to deal with, how to make my workforce really work in the first weeks after the uh, shutdowns worldwide. So standard things like establishing collaboration platforms, Skype, Teams, Zoom, whatever you have chosen, giving people access to the um, applications. And then after that, the initial rather operational uh, efforts, uh, we really thought, what will all that COVID do for our uh, business processes? Yeah, mm -hmm. Of course, in a, we work in a physical business. Yeah, um, You can't just print air freight. It still has to be shipped, whether it's live animal, whether it's spare parts, whether it's electronic supply, whether it's uh, medicines, uh, whatever. Yeah, this has to be shipped and uh, sometimes even more time critical in um, times like that uh, where supply chains got broken, where uh, ships worldwide got stuck in the uh, seaports and so. And uh, I wouldn't say that we have a fundamental change of our business, but um, the crisis really worked like an accelerator to our uh, digitalization initiatives. Mm -hmm. Late in 2019, we launched a dynamic pricing, online yeah. pricing. Uh, instead of picking up the phone, uh, giving a call to the uh, in-house sales, asking for a price, uh, calling for other airlines, and then coming back to the first one and negotiating. Now really can enter your uh, demand, uh, the shipment from Cairo to New York next week, uh, two tons of uh, fresh fruit, whatever, and you get directly a bookable price calculated online. You get also different price options um, depending on the capacity and the speed options you might choose. And you can book directly as you're used in passenger business, uh, see a price, get a booking and get a confirmation as important as that. So this was already launched in 2019. I would say right in time before the crisis. Uh, initially we had a plan for about maybe two or three years for a global rollout on all products, all services, all station, all markets. And actually, this rollout was sped up to less than one year, already last I, year. Like, like a lot of people, like a lot of people, yes. The, the, these, these plans that you had that, that were supposed to take years and years, all of a sudden you had to deliver them very, very quickly. What impact did that have on you guys? Yeah, uh, actually, um, that was... Anyway, on our digital roadmap and project mode was simply accelerated. And uh, here again, um, speeding up projects in complex organizations is usually uh, not that easy, especially in these times yeah, where people were working remotely, where you can't just uh, uh, step in your colleague's office yeah. for a coffee, yeah. for a tea, have a chat and uh, discuss something. It always takes a formal uh, meeting request and so and to be honest, I'm really wondering how not only our company, but the whole industry was overall taking into account the unexpected circumstances, 
uh, was still able to deliver it yeah, across all markets, across all transport medium as well. Yeah, of course, there was a lot of hiccups, a lot of trouble, but overall, I think our industry can be really proud of what we have achieved in the last year, simply to keep up the worldwide supply chains, despite of all these extremely ugly um, circumstances and impediments. And what was your biggest learning from the past year? And I'm sure there are many, but you know, what are some of the biggest things that you took away uh, to be able to, to achieve you know, all of the things that you've, you guys have done? I mean, clearly, uh, th- like you say, it's something to be very proud of to deliver uh, uh, all of the, the success that you've had in such a complicated year. But what was your particular biggest learning? Yeah, maybe the first, I'm not sure whether it was really a new learning, but rather, a, I would say rather a confirmation of uh, what you already understood earlier, yeah? that the role of digitalization and, and digitalization is implemented with, uh, with the means of IT uh, is uh, uh, increasing every year. Yeah? Logistics doesn't work any longer without the stable, reliable um, performance. IT, but also processes are not longer only say, supported or enabled by IT, they're really relying on IT. Yeah? Initially, you always had a, yeah, say a, a parallel um, justification of a little bit of IT process here, but a manual backup process there. And at that time, we have seen that backup process simply doesn't work any longer and people can't take the paper with with them at home uh, and uh, they fully rely on IT. And uh, this was a little bit more of the cultural and people side of learning how, how fast organizations are able to react and adapt if they are forced to. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. You can, uh, and I guess uh, everybody the audience will uh, confirm that um, yeah, um, nothing was such an accelerator of a lot of projects um, like the crisis. Yeah, better than any strategy or any controlling or any smart uh, smart consultant. Uh, nothing has been able to speed up project like that. But it also was sort of a let's call it Darwinism. Yeah, uh, the organization. Yes simply had to very, very carefully prioritize what should be kept in their portfolio, uh, what should be sped up, but also what should be postponed or simply also canceled because it's not that important really to to run your company. Well, it's it's business critical, isn't it? This isn't a a nice to have. Digitization isn't one of those things anymore that is would be nice to digitize. It would be nice to do this over the next few years. Like you say, it's a bit of Darwinism. It's a bit of, you know, if you do not have this, then your business may not exist in the, in the future. Would you agree? Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's not just only um, uh, to become more efficient. And what, well, you know, Lufthansa Cargo uh, is operating basically out of Europe. Uh, our uh, transit hubs are mainly Frankfurt and uh, Munich plus Vienna and Brussels. So, Central Europe at quite high uh, uh, labor cost, and so we can't compete with other airlines just by delivering cheaper air freight. We need to uh, do better on quality and uh, on the product offering. And uh, 
this also is heavily relying on IT. Yeah? The service you offer to our clients, our next big step will be um, a completely new booking. We launched uh, in, amidst the crisis and people, many people were wondering how we did that in the middle of the yes. crisis, financial crisis of the airline group. We launched a completely new e-booking front-end in November last year for our clients. So online bookings are now faster, more comfortable, yeah. efficient for our clients. We also invest a lot in additional, um, say, sales channels. We partner with uh, Cargo One and other platforms as a, uh, as a an extended, uh, yeah, uh, booking platform. We also invest a lot in APIs where our major clients, forwarders, can connect directly their uh, TMS systems uh, to our uh, backbone systems to check capacity and to book and rebook uh, air freight. So also to make the uh, booking process between us and our clients much more uh, seamless and uh, reliable for all involved parties. You know, Jochen, I bet you, I bet you, people that talk to you, or, or certainly our audience, is probably wondering the same thing, which is, how is it possible to advance so much with digitization projects whilst in a crisis? Uh, you know, how how do you do that? How do you make it possible uh, to do that? It's hard, isn't it? It's very hard. It is hard and it, sometimes it was uh, indeed not that easy to also convince the controlling guys on a, a really yeah. uh, uh, um, convincing business case. But again, we have seen at that crisis um, that uh, our clients also are digitalizing much faster. So it goes really, um, say, hand in hand. Um, right. For some initiatives, we maybe had a little bit the feeling on on the airline side that we have to push forward the whole industry. So we right. were always a little bit like the front runner. Yes. With our customers yes. and other partners like customs authorities like GHAs, a little bit uh, um, uh, lagging back. Now I would say there is a huge momentum in the whole industry and sometimes we are not any longer the front runner of an initiative, but uh, we go more uh, hand in hand with uh, maybe Yatta initiative like Lang One Record, with uh, Forward is also pushing us more towards uh, digital connectivity instead of sending paper or picking up the phones. So this now makes it much easier also to to not to anticipate investments for the next two or three years but really directly reap the fruits we see, we saw. Yeah? If we now go live with a new service, with a new product, we immediately see the usage and the acceptance in the market, and we don't have to convince uh, people to, to follow that. Yeah, we talked a little bit on booking and pricing. Yeah. That's an initiative which uh, uh, speeds up significantly is what we call the e-freight, so getting rid of all the paper documents which come which uh, come along with the uh, air cargo shipment to 17 or 19 different paper documents. And we replace them step by step, not just replacing paper by, by digital, but also improving the process, um, which helps us a lot on the efficiency side, 
but it also helps uh, as much uh, our clients to improve quality, to avoid the risk of an offload or uh, trouble in the acceptance, goods acceptance, when we can do the pre-check of the documents. Yeah, at the moment when the shipment is the yard of the uh, shipper, instead of just waiting mm -hmm. for the to get the rent in our uh, warehouse. Uh, so we have some hours time in advance to check the documents and clarify any missing information or uh, specification. And so when the trucker arrives in Frankfurt or in the export station, we already have checked the documents and we can much more seamless uh, uh, handle the um, acceptance process. Out of all of the technology that's out there right now, um, what excites you the most for the future? I mean, there's a lot. There's AI, machine learning, there's robotics. Um, you know, IOT, what excites you the most out of all the technology that's out there for the, the, the possible future? Yeah, this is actually what I personally still love in my job also after five years in that role because I would say every technology has some relevance for our business. Yeah. Yeah. As I said, I worked previously in finance where um, basically production is a computer and the seller for 60 years now. But uh, this has uh, little relevance for uh, new technologies like, say, IoT. So what is most relevant for us at the moment? It's probably AI, machine learning. We invest a lot in analytics. And we also see now the next evolution uh, of analytics from earlier rather a declarative model, now really to... Um, to um, predictive and uh, prescriptive mods where we really try based on the information uh, we have uh, to um, predict and uh, make future happen instead of just explaining what happened in the past. And so analytics now is really embedded in all operational processes, whether it's pricing, booking, or also uh, forecasting of uh, uh, fulfillment needs uh, to balance workflows and uh, the goods flows. So this is definitely increasing importance. Also, um, I see an increasing need in APIs, mm -hmm. simply because um, the established industry formats, ADI standards, whether it's CargoIM or CargoIMML, these are established industry standards for the, say, um, yeah, basic information exchange. But it's still, it's pretty slow. If you change a industry-wide standard, it takes years to agree on the next standard. It takes some time to implement. And then again, it usually takes years until everybody adopts to the new standards. So APIs can overcome these limitations. You can basically provide any service your backend is able to deliver yeah. with capacity checks and so and uh, it also uh, gives you a lot of flexibility to directly connect to um, new kits on the block, like I mentioned, Cargo One or other booking platforms. Uh, um, they need far more information and uh, much more uh, uh, synchronous uh, communication with the um, platforms than uh, supported by the traditional EI standards.
And besides with disruption isn't going to go away, you know, from what I keep uh, talking to a lot of people, this, we are now living in the era of disruption. So the more uh, predictive we can get, um, the better, I think. Uh, What advice would you give to senior leaders who are looking to either embark on their digitalization journey, but aren't sure where to start, or those people that have probably put it on pause because of the pandemic? What advice would you give to them? Yeah, digitalization is not a trend, it's the future. We're also in a business where you still continue to move uh, physical goods. Do it step by step. Don't think in the big two, three, five years projects, except the world is VUCA. Mm-hmm. And it will become more VUCA also after the crisis. This is my personal conviction. Yeah. Do it step by step and uh, don't... Uh, or really cut it down into, say, quarterly or bi-monthly smaller steps. Test in the market. Test it also in your organization. And it's quite easy to implement an IT solution. It's also um, quite easy, straightforward to um, get uh, your uh, ecosystem connected. But also don't ignore the limitations of your of your backend landscape and all these mm-hmm. template companies have sort of a legacy and the innovation from today is the legacy of tomorrow. So what we also see as a change in our own uh, environment is yeah, to keep uh, pace with the momentum on the digital side, also on the say, traditional IT side in your core TMS systems, in your uh, ERP systems, they were not designed decades ago for that uh, for that um, extremely high throughputs. Uh, they were designed for manual interaction, but not for robots or automates uh, um, uh, sending hundreds or thousands uh, technical requests a minute to your uh, backend system. So never ignore that. This is also a little bit painful learning for us that uh, the shopping window doesn't work with a good uh, workshop in the background. <laughs> well, and I think I think that. Yeah. Dare to, dare to try, do it step by step, and um, really get clear um, on uh, what is your key priority. Is it more on the revenue side? Is it more on the efficiency side? Or is it uh, uh, mainly to improve uh, quality in terms of service, in terms of uh, operational reliability? And then yeah, look into the right things and everything starts small, test it early in the market and really, I don't stress the word agile here, but do it really in an incremental approach. I think that's very valid, valid advice. There, there's something else you, you said earlier about how one of the challenges you had was taking people with you because some people are reluctant to give up their paper, you know, and, 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 and do things in a manual way. Would you say also that uh, you, you need to, I guess, win the hearts and minds of your team to help them see that digital is here to stay and that they need to adopt digital? Definitely, definitely. And of course, many people see their, maybe not their jobs really at risk, but at least the activities that did in the past. And uh, um, this is a very, very uh, valid question and uh, also a hint I only can or I only can give uh, 
for anybody planning a major digital transformation. Uh, don't ignore the people. You have to take them with you. Invest also in a cultural change. Invest also mm -hmm. in change support. Mm -hmm. Really to uh, um, take the people with you. You can't uh, change your business against your own staff. I think that's very valid advice. Jochen, thank you so much for joining us. This has been a fantastic chat. Obviously, what you're doing is very important. And um, I mean, the, the changes you, you guys have implemented during the pandemic is just something to applaud, really, uh, and uh, during this crisis. So we're very much looking forward to seeing what you guys will be doing in the next year. Um, before I leave you one last bit of one last question, uh, without committing you know, I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna obligate you to to make a predict a full prediction. But what do you think this industry is gonna look like this year for 21 onwards? Well, uh, first of all, thanks for giving me the opportunity and watch out for Lufthansa Cargo. There are a lot of things to come in the next year. Uh, this year, watch out on LinkedIn. Um, what do I expect for 2021 now industry? I expect still a, a lack of capacity simply from the extension of lockdowns and groundings of uh, passenger capacities, which will clearly um, continue um, uh, with the bottlenecks in airfield capacity, but also on a pretty high yield level. Um, we still will see a lot of operational um, trouble by adjusting flight plans at very short notice, but we also will see a further um, a penetration of the digital processes. Yeah? The, the journey which has been started will continue. Mm. Uh, it won't pause. It will uh, at least keep the momentum um, in all processes from booking, pricing, over fulfillment to the counting process as well. And uh, uh, my prediction is, of course, in the, the forwarder in a cargo airline. Yeah, we won't change our business model, which is basically transport something from A to B. But we will continue to digitalize our business processes step by step. And uh, my prediction in five years, we will forget how paper looked like. Mm -hmm. We will have an extremely high integration of all parties. We will have real, re really real-time visibility from the shipper to the consignee. Where's my shipment? Is it currently at customs? So we will have much higher transparency provided by digital women. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think that makes that makes complete sense. Jochen, thank you so much for joining us. We're well, we'll we'll we're, we'll watch and see what you guys do for the next year, and we're going to keep our eyes on social media to see all the exciting things that are coming our way. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for taking the time to do this, and hopefully we'll see you again very soon. Yeah, thanks a lot, and take care. Yeah, for those of you watching at home, thank you so much for tuning into Transform TV. See you at the next time.